Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Home and home. Right now, we got my guy Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus. He does an unbelievable job on the analytics stuff, physical testing, fantasy. He was a great addition that Pro Football Focus picked up fairly recently. Kev, it's Ross Tucker, Jason Mertides here on Home and Home at Radio.com Sports Original. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, th- thanks for having me. Uh, a big fan of you guys, so it's uh, it's good to be on the show. All right, so let's start with this, okay? Before we get into the specific drills or anything like that, I know Pro Football Focus, and I know you guys are all about grading the plays that happen on the field and how productive these guys are. So it begs the question, how much stock, if any, do you guys put into the physical testing that begins tonight? Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting question. And it's something that I tried to dig in with some recent uh, analysis that I put into it. You know, we have, like you mentioned, we have the grading. We have some grade-based metrics now where we look at wins above replacement and things that are going to really give you a concrete number for value. So I looked at comparing those to draft position, how much those correlate with different physical testing. And, I mean, I think generally the, the takeaway is that the, the stock of the draft stock, draft position is going to move a lot more on these things than value is. But it's still important, and especially for some positions, how – how players test. So we're not going to ignore it, but we're not going to read too much into it either. Kevin, when you look at, you know, guys with great combine performances that shoot up the draft board, how often you guys look at all this stuff. I love it. How often does that translate to more games played in year one or first three years in the NFL or guys potential to reach pro bowls or have more success right out of the gate in your estimation? I mean, you know, draft position means you're going to get more playing time. I think there's no doubt about that. Um, but it, it really depends on, you know, what what position that we're talking about. I think for certain ones, we've seen guys skyrocket up. In particular, on offense, we're talking about wide receivers who have skyrocketed up. And quite often, those have been some of the bigger disappointments that we've seen. I mean, since 2014, when you had that great class with – uh, you know, with Beckham and everyone in, in that class. Beyond that, there have been a lot of misses early in the in the first round, and there have been a lot of guys who have tested well who have been some of the biggest misses. So I think that's that's really the the issue there. Is they're they're going to have the playing time, but are they going to be able to perform when they go out there? And what, what what we find is guys who are not really don't really have that that strong background of production are going to take longer to perform, and that they may be bust when they come to the next level. Yeah. So you said it. Kevin, I want to get back to that a little bit on uh, wins above replacement a little bit, but specifically for positions or maybe just in general, what are the drills that you guys have found in your data mining that are the most relevant 
whether it's for specific positions or just in general, to a player's successful or not successful career. Yeah, I mean, the 40-yard the dash is the big drill where we're talking about when someone is going to be drafted. But when we're looking at our, our war metric, it really depends. I think the 40-yard dash is important, but not nearly as important for particular positions. Uh, like the running back, we see things like agility and the three-cone time being a lot more important than what ends up coming through in the draft. Um, and, and, you know, we also see generally for, for certain positions like a defensive interior and others that uh, things like just simple things like weight and size, those guys just end up having a lot better chance. You don't want to look for outliers. I think that's also part of it is that when certain guys test or they measure poorly, um, you can always find an outlier, like let's say an Aaron Donald on the, on the interior that you can point to and say, well, it doesn't matter because of Donald. But when you look at a much larger sample of players, you can say, hey, th these are things that you need to, to, to worry about if you're not hitting these, these measurements. So, uh, but I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway, the, the biggest position where you, you really need to have an athleticism is a, is a must is that running back. But we find more on the agility drills, the shuttle, the three cone, then on the 40-yard dash. Hey, Kevin, what, when you look at the, the players and, and the guys that potentially can change their draft position the most, you mentioned wide receivers, D-backs, and corners are another one of those areas based on how they run or some of the measurables or, or, or the shuttle drills or whatever. But where's the, the biggest cautionary tale where guys go to the combine and impress, but it means the least when you actually get to playing the game of football at the NFL level. I mean, you hit it there. It's uh, it, again, wide receivers and defensive backs. I mean, I think there's a, there's a situation where we believe those positions is most important for athleticism because we think about how a wide receiver can take the top off a defense, how a defensive back you could deploy them maybe uh, in, in you know in press coverage and not have to worry about them getting beaten over the top. So we think that that's that's what we're going to look for and we're going to move them way up. But in reality, those positions are much more of a craft skill type of position, something that these guys have to hone over years. And it, you know, just having a great 40 time is not going to make up for technique. And, and, and that's what ends up happening a lot. So I would say that those are the, the main positions where you think they're extremely athletic positions, but in a lot of ways, when you compare them to running backs or even edge, def, edge rushers or interior defenders, those are more kind of like pure athletic positions. And the, the wide receivers and the defensive backs, uh, knowing coverage, knowing how to get open is really a skill based. We're talking with Kevin Cole from Pro Football Focus. You can and should follow him on Twitter at Kevin Cole PFF. He's a rebel. Every other Pro Football Focus guy is at PFF underscore their name. He went the other way. He wanted his name to get the branding first and then PFF at the end. Kevin, are, are you surprised you still have a job being such a rebel? and putting the PFF at the end of your name rather than at the start, which seems to be the preferred format for pro football focus employees. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did think about that, but I, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe there is precedent, and we're talking about precedent all the way at the top. I believe uh, Chris Collinsworth is either Collinsworth PFF or something like that. Like, he doesn't have the same way, so I can always point to him. If you can point to the boss man, then I think you're okay. Got it. All right, so here's here's my question, though. Can you explain to me your new war metric um, that you guys have come out with? Can you explain to us, or is it too complicated? It's probably going to go over my head, but try anyway. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's too complicated, but I'll try to keep it, um, you know, not go into too many of the details. I mean, it's something that's been done in other sports, whether it's, uh, you know, in, in the major leagues or uh, even in the NBA, how they've tried to, to frame it. So we are looking at the grades. So what we have that a lot of statistics that you don't have is, you know, we have grades on every player on every play. So we can really look at all the different positions. And then within within those players, they do different things on the field. We, we have separate grades for, you know, passing for quarterbacks, you know, for, for running backs, whether they're, they're pass blocking grade, they're rushing grade, they're receiving grade, all those different things. So we have all those different things. So what we have is the grades on a play-by-play -play basis. We have how much they're being used, and we have an idea by player of how valuable those things are historically. And then that's how we assign value to different players. So for instance, one of the big things that you're going to see with our war metric, which is going to be different than how other people look at it, is for someone like a running back, we're seeing that receiving production that they're doing, uh, like someone like a Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley, what they're able to do, we see that as being much more valuable than someone like uh, Derrick Henry, for instance, that that's coming through. So then we, we try to translate that all into a metric where we're going to run um, we're going to run simulations and figure out if this player wasn't there and you put in a player with a average kind of replacement level grade, what would the difference be? And then eventually we can roll that, that all up to figure out how many wins that player is worth. Okay. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> you, you blew it right over my head, but great job. Um, the guys at Pro Football Focus, and you guys do awesome work. When you come down and, and you're starting to count down the days to the combine, um, how excited do you guys get? And, you know, the combine to me, me and Ross were talking about this earlier. It, it's this, it signifies the start of another NFL season in a lot of ways, even though the new league year doesn't start, I guess for about two weeks, but the combine is the signal that another NFL season preparations are underway. You guys got to point to this, a pro football focus as being kind of your kickoff, if you will, to the 2020 season. Yeah, I mean, there, it really is exactly that. I, mean, I think we're lucky that we have some of the most in-depth draft, uh, draft coverage. We have a draft guide that we put out, you know, for the Senior Bowl at first for the players there. Now for everyone at the Combine, uh, Mike Renner, who you may have spoken with here, he's working year-round now as our draft analyst. So we've been collecting grades now at the college level for, for a number of years. So we have the different metrics. We have all the numbers beyond what other people are going to be able to provide. And now with the combine, we're going to get even more confirmation of that and really be able to nail down, uh, you know, our recommendations going forward. And our board, you know, quite honestly, it differs a lot from, from others and how we look at positional value. So I think it's kind of an interesting, interesting time to get out there and to push back against some of the narratives you see and really get our message out there, starting with the combine. All right, so who are some guys, Kev, that you guys, maybe in particular quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, since they're working out tonight, that you yeah. guys at PFF are higher on than the consensus or draft Twitter or mock drafts, whatever you want to call it, and or lower than? Are there any guys that you guys are significantly higher or lower on than everybody else seems to be, in particular guys that might be performing tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think um, when we're looking at the the tight end position, we are going to have more of a focus on production than you may see with with some other people out there. And I think that's going to be that's going to be the big difference. Um, I mean, someone like like Harrison Bryant, we like a lot because of how much he's been able to to, to produce. And I think that's 
in a yards per route run, he has one of the best numbers that we've seen since we've been tracking college college numbers. So he's someone who's going to come in there who may not be at, at the same level that uh, we're going to have him above. Who we're, we're going to see some others. And I think when it comes to quarterbacks in particular, I mean, it's it's not really to say that we're higher on someone like like Tua than than others, but I think we really place such a high value on that position that we would see a team like even the Washington Redskins, even though they drafted a quarterback last year, to really think about and look hard at, at a great prospect like that and think about that from a value perspective. And, we, and then vis-a-vis, you know, a Chase Young or someone else. So we're, we're really going to put push quarterbacks up there. So I think for those top top guys, we really have those those two, Burrow and Tua separated, and probably going to have them much, you know, even in a higher value than you would think for the fact that they are the consensus one and two. You got to follow him on Twitter at Kevin Cole PFF just because he's a rebel. You know what I mean? Like everybody else falls in line, PFF underscore, not Kevin. He's a rebel with a cause and he has a statistic now, which will tell you just how valuable each player is. Plus some great stuff on the most important combine drills for both offensive and defensive players. Encourage you guys to check out Pro Football Focus always, in particular, at Kevin Cole PFF. Thanks, Kev. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, everybody. It's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and home.